For no mere mortal can resist the evil of... The first ever spoof podcast Halloween special. Mwahaha Spooky Halloween. <laughs> Welcome back to a spooky episode of a Spoof Podcast. This is our Halloween special. You can tell because I just made a noise akin to a theremin while I said the word spooky. With me is my incredible guest, Mr. Tony Pacitti. Tony, how are you today? I'm doing great, Brian. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's great to have you. Uh, uh, today, we are talking about the first ever Simpsons Treehouse of Horror for the sticklers out there. That's season two, episode three, uh, titled simply Treehouse of Horror. Uh, Tony, uh, tell me about tell me about both your history with The Simpsons and with Treehouse of Horror. Is that too big a prompt? No, no, that's great. a that's a great prompt. Um, <clears throat> I my 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 household was a strict no Simpsons household. Mine was too um, when actually. I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, he's kind of skipping ahead. When I was in junior high, that's when like the 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 ban was finally lifted, and I lived. Uh, I grew up north of Boston and close enough to New Hampshire that I would get the Boston and the New Hampshire Fox affiliates. So they each did an hour of the Simpsons at a different time. And then there's also um, uh, 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 like a local channel in Southern New Hampshire that also did an hour block of the Simpsons. So at various points in like junior high and high school, I could like, I, I was catching up on what I missed with like three hours of the Simpsons a day. Yes, um, that's great. Yeah, it was great. Except for like, sometimes the Fox affiliates would overlap and like, you know, I like flip it on at 11 and I'm like, oh, this is the same block from earlier. Um, but I did, uh, I had a really good friend in elementary school, uh, like second, third grade. Um, and his family, like the Simpsons were an event. Like his dad had this like shitty old Bronco with a bumper sticker. It said the Simpsons family workout. And it was just them sitting on the couch watching TV. Right. And, uh, and, and so the, the first Simpsons, I was sort of, uh, allowed to watch under parental duress was uh, a Treehouse of Horror episode. I think it was um, it was Treehouse of uh, Horror Four. So that was mm. uh, Homer makes a deal with the devil for the donut, um, right, the Dracula right. spoof, and um, they did the uh, and the one um, in the middle. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the 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 gremlin from Twilight Zone, the thing in the wing. Oh yes, yeah, that's a and the school bus. Yeah. And I clung to those jokes for years. <laughs> yeah. Like, just like I burned it in. I'm like, you got to remember, this is all you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I actually had a very similar thing. I had almost identical. It, it was, I, I had parents who were, they, they watched the Simpsons, but they were very like, you are, you are perpetually too young to watch the Simpsons. And that was like into <laughs> high school for them. But it was the same thing where it was like, oh, the exception is Treehouse of Horror. This is the Halloween special. So you are allowed to watch that with the irony of like, you've decided you've allowed me to watch like the most violent episode. Right, right. <laughs> you've allowed me to watch like the most emotionally distressing potentially episode. Yeah, especially those old ones really, um... You know, a lot of the violence was sort of sequestered to Itchy and Scratchy and, and was so like, yeah, like 
cartoony and benign. Like, yeah, I mean, they're like full on like hacking each other to pieces or like there's, Absolutely. there's that one that ends with all like the whole family is like body getting turned inside out and they do a really disgusting. Yeah, the fog that turns everyone inside out. <laughs> with the family now where there's nothing to be afraid of except that fog that turns people inside out. Huh? Uh-oh, it's seeping in. Yeah, those those loopholes for like special event TV. Like I, I uh, you know, Beavis and Butthead was also like they were personas <laughs> non grata. But like the the last episode, I like, I'm like, this is it. It's this or never. So like, can I just watch this one, yep. please? And they're like, fine, just whatever. Just stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah, you won't get a chance to ask again after this one. So. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, should we jump into this episode itself? Yeah, let's do it. This 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 episode, a, a thing Wikipedia always wants you to note, noting that this is the only Treehouse of Horror that actually has the little bit where they're in the treehouse, uh, wrapping around the stories. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I know there's one where like um, Marge does like the haunted house in the living room with like the spaghetti and the the grapes as eyeballs. But yeah, I I I, I guess I just sort of dumbly assumed that there are others that start in the treehouse. They mostly just found a good name and ran with it. I mean, like, it doesn't even say it. Like, it says Simpsons Halloween special, too, in the credits Yes, roll. that's the funniest part, too. The actual <laughs> opening credits. Don't use that name that winds up being, like, the iconic Halloween special name. I do love um, that this the introduction with Marge coming out on the stage is, like, an opportunity for her to be, like, the most Marge. Yes. It's like, look, I know what my family's about. And I, I wash yeah. my hands of this one. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a take. I'm curious. I'm curious how you feel about this take, Tony, because <laughs> I've never said it to you. Um, my take is that though she's not often done perfectly, when Marge is done perfectly, she's the funniest member of The Simpsons. Uh, Does that at least feel valid? You know, <laughs> I think. I, because the other four are Simpsons and Marge married into it. Yeah. And so like, cause yes. even like Lisa's never the dumb, like never not the smartest person in the room, but Lisa's a Simpson sometimes, you know? Right. And yeah, I think, <laughs> I think Marge, Marge does have like that, that sort of weird outsider's perspective where like she just brings her own baggage is its own, it's its own particular brand of crazy. That <laughs> it just, yeah. yeah. yeah when she yeah. pops, she really, it's, it's really great. <laughs> like there's, yes. one, there's one where she like <laughs> i spend 23 hours a day in this house just like yeah. little margisms <laughs> like that they're so yes. they're so fun the the clip i always think of for that is the the one that became the meme where she's holding the potato and Mom, it's like stop telling me to, bring to give the me potato. potatoes what is it with you i just think they're neat i just think they're neat <laughs> <laughs> so the first uh the first segment of this hey Hey, to the uninitiated, Treehouse of Horrors are made up of three non-canon segments. I feel like I maybe need to say that, but like, do I? Is somebody listening to like my podcast about parody movies and then doesn't know like what the Simpsons Halloween specials at least conceptually look like? Yeah, there's a, there, that's there's that one listener who's still like, uh, you just like, but it's a cartoon. It's all wack. It's like there's a <laughs> there's, there's a threshold of wackiness that they don't cross outside of 
yeah. these episodes. Yeah, my single Amish viewer who has <laughs> has the podcast transcribed onto fabric. <laughs> yeah, someone uh, someone in town who like who they have to deal with for for the few modern necessities, just like reads yeah. them a synopsis uh, this week on on the spoof podcast <laughs> the simpsons they're they're this family of yellow weirdos <laughs> so our first uh the first story here is is bad dream house which is the one <laughs> i feel like these are all very famous ones because of because of being in this very first one mm-hmm. uh where where the simpsons get this haunted house built on an ancient indian burial grounds and it it, it tries to get them to move out um <laughs> I love I I don't know I love this one I love all of these right yeah oh yeah this this like the Halloween specials let them all just like be their condensed selves so like this is just Homer yeah. at like peak idiot TV dad yes for sure like or getting <laughs> mad at Bart for being strangled by a ghost with a, a lamp and a, a, a cord yeah <laughs> <laughs> this particular story is one I always think about with um, old Simpsons episodes in general do this thing that I think especially works for them in Treehouse of Horror, where there are, like, unique camera angles and, like, very odd coloring that, like, in later Simpsons episodes and in, like, the the animated sitcoms that they inspired, you don't see most of the time. Where normally it is something that, other than, like, the fact that you have animated characters, you probably could have filmed in real life, where you just have them like flat shot two shot of whoever's talking like i think especially in these treehouse of horrors in the early days you really see like oh we're at a bizarre angle we've put a weird colored light on everything yeah no totally like a lot of dutch tilts a lot of <laughs> you know uh, mm. um i've been watching through the nightmare on elm street movies and like a lot of old hammer horror movies so like yeah a lot of like green yeah, lighting yeah. or like um like the 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 vertigo zoom yeah yeah they really messed around and like because i mean they're obviously playing with the horror tropes but they're not limiting themselves to just like the story they want it to look like uh, a horror movie it it, it has that like that generic cheap 80s b-movie like score to it yeah i think what the simpsons you know really did better than a lot of the things that came after it were but like they really like they really love the stuff they're making fun of and it's not enough to yeah, reference yeah, it they're yeah. like oh if we're gonna do a horror thing we gotta make it a little good sound like a horror. yeah compared to the compared to the ones that would come after it this very first one does feel like it's uh like there are particular nods here to amityville or twilight zone but like these plots are not it is not like we're gonna beat for beat do king kong but as a parody it is very much like yeah this story is kind of about the Simpsons move into a haunted house and there are specific ones we're referencing within that, but it's kind of just the general idea. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Just like three broad horror tropes, right? The haunted house, the alien abduction. Um, and then, I mean, you know, obviously with the, the Poe one at the end, they, they get into some specifics, but yeah, it is, it is funny how they sort of, they do kind of like vacillate between these, um, broad archetypes and then like zeroing in like oh we're gonna we're gonna make fun of the dracula movie where he has his funny hair it's great yeah love that funny hair (laughs) who could not make fun of that funny (laughs) hair just throw it on burns (laughs) it writes itself put it on burns then we'll figure out the rest from there (laughs) i think it's interesting to have been aware of the sort of um the initial 
cultural reaction to the Simpsons as being like, you know, something, <laughs> what was it? What was a quote the president Bush had? Uh, America needs more families like the Waltons and, the, and less like the Simpsons. Like it was this big thing and it was Beautiful. so like controversial. And now it's on Disney plus and all like the banner yep. images are like them on swings or chasing after bugs <laughs> or like, but like, you know, even 15 years ago, it was probably still Homer choking Bart out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, they're, you know, they haven't obviously scrubbed the Simpsons of that stuff because it's there, but like, they certainly like, the the branding has has definitely like toned it down. A bit. Um, yeah. You know, corporal punishment has, is a, <laughs> I mean, it was well out of fashion by the time the Simpsons started, but like, it was a hilarious throwback for those first 10 years. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is, it is really strange. And like, yeah, you know, I think you see people on Twitter who are not in the States and Disney plus mm. and Hulu are kind of like bunched together. So people are like, um, you know, like the new season of Fargo is coming to Disney plus. And that's like, yeah. that can't be right. Um, yeah, the, the there is a an ideological clash with those with those brands. I'm just you know I guess yep. I'm just glad it's around. Yes, uh, and they they fix the aspect ratio. Yeah, yeah, fix that aspect ratio. <laughs> the haunted house is such a great foil to all of them too. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> such a great simple concept to put the Simpsons in and just have them be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it feels very much like um, it almost feels like some of the Tracy Ullman shorts. Like, yeah. like the one where like it's talking to Bart, and he's like, "Hey, are you my conscious?" And the the house is like, "I, uh, yes, I am." <laughs> yeah, like obviously, like thrown for a second. It's like, ah, this kid's an idiot. I'll just run with it. Yeah, I do. I do love that. It's such a simple joke, but just the disembodied voice has a conversation. Is like <laughs> so perfect. I'm just as he goes, "Hey, listen, lady. Oh, don't call me lady." <laughs> <laughs> and he's threatening what they're gonna do, and it's doing a lot of those cool visual things, like where the backgrounds yeah. are shifting in weird ways. The house yeah. is just moving in a yeah. bizarre way, and yeah. um, you know, like the threats are like creepy and gross, but like the house is also like running out of things to say. It's like, and some stuff, possibly your brain. Your eyes will burst and some horrible stuff, possibly your brain will start coming out through your nose. <laughs> yeah. He's not good at being a haunted house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, lo I love like just stripping the pretense out of those like, because like the unwritten rule is, oh, in a haunted house movie, the house cannot have a sense of humor. Or like, or yeah. be kind of dumb. Yeah, and then we move on to to titled "Hungry Are the Damned." <laughs> this is the uh, when, when the introduction of aliens Kang and Kodos as they abduct the Simpson family and fatten them up uh, in what is ultimately just kind of because they were nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. do like the idea of I like the idea of looking at this story in the version where like no conflict happened i don't know if I, I saw it online or someone said it to me but like it's kind of it kind of establishes kang and kodos as villains by virtue of lisa just like misreading the whole situation right, like she yeah. ends up being the reason why they're uh, they later um you know haunt these halloween episodes yeah <laughs> um yeah it's it's very fun james earl jones as like third unnamed 
Alien is a nice, nice touch. He does actually have a name. I found out rewatching this in particular notice to it. His name is Serach the Preparer, (laughs) which I was like, man, you should find some Simpsons trivia night and give a question about Serach the Preparer. Nobody (laughs) would ever get that. (laughs) It's probably there is a there is a Simpsons trivia game that a friend of mine had. And some of the questions were like stupidly hard, like, um, like the name of the the alcohol that Smithers gets drunk off of after um, Burns gets shot. The answer is Vagrant's Choice, but like you only see it in like three frames. <laughs> well, that's so funny too, because like whoever fucking wrote that episode couldn't tell you what they named that alcohol. <laughs> they were just like, it'd be funny if there was a joke on the alcohol. <laughs> and then they wrote one and then never thought about it again. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, they all... They like all... on the paper, it says the alcohol has a joke name on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the name of the alcohol is Annoyed Grunt, and some animator just filled it in. Oh, I love that. A joke um, that every time we, in every subsequent appearance, Kang and Kodos are drooling, and that's like originating from the joke here that like very clearly they are planning to eat the Simpsons. And, like, I don't think they ever go in any subsequent appearance as hard as they do here. I'll just, like, Kagan Kodos is about being filled with drool. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It almost seems like a missed opportunity that they didn't have them drooling when they took over Bill Clinton and Bob Dole's body. <laughs> It was just to activate the saliva glands accidentally. <laughs> Putting the Dole or drool, like, everywhere they go. Uh. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, I also found out um, the uh, the sound of Kang Kodos's drooling is James Earl Jones eating a cookie into a microphone. <laughs> Does he have an EGOT? <laughs> oh God, I hope so. <laughs> oh man, yeah, uh, yeah. This this is delightful. Um, I love, yeah, I love uh, when they're when they each get like presented with their own favorite food. Yeah. <laughs> Marge is just impressed it's by another the, Marge woman. Yeah. Like, Look, Homer, radish Ooh. rosettes. These are hard to make. They're a very advanced race. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> a th- a yeah, thing yeah. that I think is funny that happens in all of these is that this is like the exact era within like old school Simpsons, there is a different era, which is the Bart saying catchphrases era. <laughs> <laughs> because the, the the show is in an era where it's still beloved, but it stops having Bart say cool catchphrase stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when the house blows up, Bart goes, bitchin', <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> and at the very start of this, before anything supernatural happens and Homer just blows up the grill, by pouring too much lighter fluid on it we just get just a just a a wonderfully sincere cool man out of bar yeah. and and of course in uh in poe he says full-on eat my shorts and it's like I, there's something i love about like the era where bart simpson is sincerely just saying funny catchphrases yeah yeah he's he's like he's he's like he's the urkel at that point he is <laughs> um and i do love and i love that they outgrow it and then i love that they like become spiteful about it yes like yeah. like there's the one where um uh where they go to the flanders beach house and lisa meets the cool kids and bart hears her like off in the distance go i caramba and he's like 
you know, she's saying my stuff. And Marge's like, oh, please, you haven't said that in three years. <laughs> yeah, there's the uh, Millhouse gets an earring. And to try to get everybody's attention, Bart starts doing the Bart man on the bus. <laughs> and it does not work. Does not work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of Icarumba t-shirts with, uh, Bart in his off-color uh, light blue t-shirt. I love t-shirt. that off-color blue shirt. That's the funniest thing in the world to me, man. Just that blue shirt. <laughs> I, I think... can't explain why the blue shirt is so funny to me. There's just something so funny to me about like, like t-shirt of a little cartoon boy wearing not the t-shirt he wears in the cartoon he's from saying, I caramba. <laughs> Yeah, and half of America looking at that t-shirt and being like, this child is dangerous. <laughs> yes! <laughs> my my other favorite thing, which I think fuels my love of, of those Bart shirts, is uh, America's assorted uh, history with bootleg Bart t-shirts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which I think every one of them is a work of art. Every... <laughs> Every like like fuck Osama bin Laden, man. Every like terrible Bart Simpson shirt is so good. Yeah. I think I don't know if he talked about it in like a commentary or an interview, but I I, I think at one point Matt Groening like was actively pursuing a collection of bizarre Simpsons like knockoff ephemera. Yeah, the the way people have you know, the willingness to co-op the Simpsons and put them in, in strange compromising positions is never not alarming. Yes. I think like I was looking, I remember look, you know, before like, um, you know, before Frankiac, which yeah, for listeners yeah, yeah. who don't know is the sort of database where you can just type in a, a line and it brings up the, it just basically lets you make a meme from 34 years of television <laughs> in an instant because yeah. the future is great and weird. But um, I remember looking for a specific like Marge, line or like a still image and i just like i typed in a very innocuous phrase with marge simpson and some other thing and like three rows down it was just like yeah. awful simpsons porno stuff yep. and it's like just a, some some nightmarish deviant art page <laughs> god yep <laughs> yeah there's no segue from that hey, into the Raven, is yeah, there? Did you not want to talk about? No, I don't. I'm fine bringing that up. It's just that there's really no way to segue into the Raven, is there? Uh, mm, from from Simpsons pornography to Simpsons pornography. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, this is really where they get their money's worth from bringing James Earl Jones in. This, yeah, I mean, maybe the experience I'm about to convey is not one you shared, but did you ever like? Get to watch this in like a high school english class absolutely yep yeah i absolutely did and i think um yeah maybe my freshman year or maybe like eighth grade or something uh yeah 100 percent. and i think it didn't it never like converted me to edgar Allan poe necessarily but i think uh well i think what happens is like it's like shakespeare when you have like a mm. uh, a 10th grade english teacher who's like okay uh Jimmy, you're Romeo, and Cassandra, you're Juliet. Go. Yeah. And it's like, it's these bored teenagers poorly reciting Shakespeare. But then, like... Read this dense book of text. Yeah, exactly. But then, like, you've got James Earl Jones narrating it, and then it's still, like, wacky because it's a Simpsons, but, like, you know, Homer uh, actually emoting the parts that are supposed to be emoted. Yep. Um, like, okay, now I understand it, and it's not just a bunch of, like, weird rhymes anymore. Yeah. We did a bit uh, at the Empire Review a few years ago, 
where I, the joke was that I was reading different Poe stories, but then every time I couldn't resist the urge to put a little punchline at the end. And everybody was like, <laughs> boo, you got to stop doing that. And, and so the third beat was that I did the Raven and I was like, quoth the Raven. And then we played like the Seinfeld baseline. And I went, what's the deal with Nevermore? <laughs> but the whole thing leading up to it, I had to read like like this passage of the raven and like as i was doing it i was like hold on i'm saying this like homer i'm reading it comedically <laughs> when for this joke this has to be read dramatically because <laughs> i'm reading it, it with like the exact <laughs> quotation of homer did a homer scream <laughs> i'm like get thy beak from out my heart <laughs> yeah oh that's yeah that's my favorite part why would you do that to yourself have to like <laughs> recite Poe from memory like that it wasn't from memory <laughs> i had it on paper oh okay there you go all right perfect yeah 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 that was my one my my, my one experience so far of doing the review like i was like oh. i wrote this knowing i was gonna have to say all this crap stuff <laughs> yeah yeah oh, you gotta make yeah, it easy yeah, for yeah. yourself that happens and i do i do um you know obviously i appreciate lisa being the brainy one and, and encouraging uh impressionable young kids to think that uh Poe and by virtue of that literature in general is cool but I right. yeah I was definitely like you know when it came to certain things in uh junior high and even high school I was definitely more of a Bart like oh this you said this is supposed to be scary it's not <laughs> scary where are the chainsaws yeah it's it's not like Friday the 13th part one as Bart says <laughs> oh man so I you know what I meant to look how many how many how many Friday the 13th teams were there between part one and this aired in probably 1990 oh God, right? i have no idea what an interesting yeah, question well, by 1990 how many friday the 13th had come out i'm sure they made 13 by that i want to pull this up because i need the answer now i'm gonna say they were up to part seven that's gonna be my guess part seven i'm gonna go i'm gonna try to beat you by a little bit and go okay. five can you do prices right rules closest without going over with yeah prices right prices right rules uh, you know what you were exactly right it's oh no you were at you were at eight oh, it was okay. at eight so prices right rules you still win but you it was one less they hadn't quite done jason takes manhattan no they had just done jason takes manhattan all right yeah but they hadn't gone jason goes to hell the final right. friday that was, that was what i was leaning on i remember I remember the previews for that one pretty, uh, pretty clearly. Like the mat, it's got like the mask with the fire behind it and like the weird snake coming out of the eye hole. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> this is this is like such a side note that there's nowhere to to put this in. But I I love uh, Lisa's delivery when she says the Raven. For your information, I'm about to read you a classic tale of terror by Edgar Allan Poe. It's called The Raven. It's just something so funny, but it's like the most I've ever heard Lisa sound like a real little kid. Like when a little kid's excited to tell you about something, they just learn. <laughs> when she goes, it's called The Raven. The Raven. Yeah, she's got some great lines here, like, Bart, he's establishing <laughs> mood. I meant, I meant to look it up. I want to see if they ever sold a plush version of the Bart Raven. Because that feels like something I, they would have sold, I, doesn't it? I can't imagine that not having been done. If not as a plush, like did the the like the the Playmates line of action figures from like twenty years ago covered a lot of ground. Mm. Um, 
I've got my answer, Tony. Do you want to lock in? Do you want to do another quiz show? Uh, I'm going to say what the I'm answer. I'm going to say no plush, but an action figure. You are correct. There is a pop vinyl figure of Bart as the Raven. <laughs> I should have known. I should have known that when I picked anything from culture yeah. at large, that there was a, a Funko Pop figure. There's probably a Gore Vidal Funko Pop, and Lisa has it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, another great gag in the Raven. And speaking of um, throwaway jokes that are... Uh, written or drawn on the screen and not actually said uh, i do love that homer's reading forgotten lore volume two. <laughs> oh, that's so funny that he just is yeah forgotten lore <laughs> itself oh i was gonna go back to to the raven is the one that gets shown in uh in in like high school literature classes and i don't know about anybody else i also got shown uh the homer to the third power when he's in the third dimension in a, in a high school science class. Homer Simpson has stumbled into the third dimension. Um, it's like, uh, did anyone see the movie Tron? No. 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 Oh, man. No. Uh, no. 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 A real stretch. Teacher just wanted no. a day off. No, but, but... <laughs> like, I had a, my senior year of high school, I had a physics teacher who, first day of class, he, he had like a VHS compilation of scenes from movies and TV that were examples of good physics and bad physics. Oh, that's so good. It's so good. And like 3D Homer might not have been in there. He definitely had the clip from Beavis and Butthead Do America where they they thought that if they jumped out of the trunk of the car while it was on the highway, but they were running in the air, they'd hit the ground running. <laughs> um, your burnout teacher watching cartoons at night going like how can i make this something i can watch in class yeah yeah he's, he's probably just like the night yeah channel surfing like uh strange loves on uh record atomic explosion uh death star no sound in space uh <laughs> he was that guy he was like um <laughs> well actually there's no oxygen to, to fuel the flame <laughs> mr hughes if you're listening <laughs> yeah um what else what others i know actually did they do did they ever do a um a crucible parody in a treehouse of horror episode you know what i hmm, they definitely did one that was about like 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 witch hunts yeah like marge was a witch but i don't think it was like crucible yeah specific. i think i think that may have been shoehorned into a crucible lesson i remember watching that one in, in a class as well ah uh, yeah I definitely watched uh, uh, another episode. I definitely watched one for the Telltale Heart too. Well, she yeah, she like didn't she cheat or something? She won she won the prize and it haunted her because it was yeah the diorama was based on a Telltale Heart, and then she finally came clean. <laughs> so they give the prize to Ralph, who just showed up with a bunch of uh, mint inbox Star Wars action figures. <laughs> He trips and falls on it and goes, I think my Wookiee. <laughs> right, of course. Do you have um do you have a favorite Treehouse of Horror episode? Or or Ooh, segment? That's hard. I guess if you uh, I don't know if that makes it harder. Yeah, I this may make me a basic bitch, but I think it's the Raven. Oh, okay. I think the Raven is my favorite out of all of them. There's just it's it does such a, so well of like the thing I was saying before of like having like genuine like filmic elements to convey the idea of horror that like for as few jokes as there are they're so 
they manage to be laugh out loud because the rest of it is played so straight. Mm -hmm. And the other thing you mentioned of like a genuine appreciation for the thing they have decided to put in their stupid yellow person cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I do have a soft spot for 3D Homer uh, in general, just because like, yeah. I like when they kind of do those. Has anybody seen Tron? <laughs> yeah. And I just, I just, before we started here, I wanted to figure out, because I remember watching, like I said, I had, that, I had that friend who was allowed to watch The Simpsons, so my mom let us watch the Treehouse of Horror and the, 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 the Dracula parody stuck out because I remember Bram Stoker's Dracula being like such a big deal. Uh, and it is legitimately yeah. great. Um, but yeah, that one's like, I forgot that that one has um, Flanders as the devil with like the donut deal. And anytime Lionel Hutz shows up, like he showed up, he walked into frame combing his hair with a fork. And I laughed so loud now that I missed whatever he said. <laughs> I'm like it was something the effect of like a TV in a bar the sound is off but I think I got the general idea Mr. Simpson don't you worry I watched Matlock in a bar last night the sound wasn't on but I think I got the gist of it oh no that's he says I, I watched an episode <laughs> of Matlock to prepare I think oh I my god <laughs> I, I, I know nothing about Matlock besides what the Simpsons has told me about Matlock <laughs> <laughs> yep I, <laughs> like, like, like grandpa and all his friends rushing on the bus to get home before seven and one of them going each Matlock could be our last <laughs> Uh, do you have any closing thoughts on either this episode or Treehouse of Horror in general or The Simpsons in general or life as we know it? <laughs> Let's start with the last one. Right. Uh, <laughs> start with the easiest <laughs> to tackle. Um, you know, at the time of recording, I've still got uh, five days left. So maybe I'll try to cram some newer yeah. Treehouse of Horror. Um, I know um, uh, uh, Julia Prescott, who is a host of a Simpsons podcast, um, Brown Springfield. Mm. Um, she actually, I remember I was listening along and then like she wrote one of the segments, I think last year or the year before. Or so I should get around to watching that. I've really, um, it is strange how, I mean, I'm sure you know, I know I'm not the only person who thinks this way, but like at this point, like um, uh, I love less than a third of the amount of Simpsons that exists. Uh, and I don't know, have you have you explored much of the later stuff or like the current iteration of it? Yeah, because I'm in a weird situation where I had the same thing as you, but just by virtue of being a few years younger, uh, like by the time I was watching the episodes in high school, it was already at a point where fans were like, this show is not good anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so I have kind of just like wound up seeing, I feel like I'm like pretty even split oh, okay. between like new episodes and old episodes oh, wow. as to like number I've seen. Did you ever have a moment where you're like, I think I'm done with the Simpsons? Like, no, cause I never sat down. I've never really sat down and been like, I am going to watch episode after right. episode. It's always been like, let me watch this for whatever reason. I, it occurs to me to watch it. I am accustomed to the tone of like modern episodes as their own separate thing mm -hmm. in a way that like if you had watched the show turn into that i think you would not be yeah that makes sense <laughs> i can see it very easily as like these are two different tones for for the same mm -hmm. premise oh yeah absolutely it's easier to grave on a curve i guess is <laughs> sure what <I'd> say. <laughs> yeah because i think by the time like when i was in college is when i kind of checked out i remember it was <laughs> the episode was bart 
school was did a rap battle uh, and 50 Cent and Metallica were, were some of the guest stars that week. Don't critique my technique. I'm no geek. I make the principal nervous. My friends can confirm this. I'll bust a spit wide in your epidermis. Oh, no, he didn't. Cheapers, it's 50 Cent. Yo, B, I heard you throw down on stage. Want to join my world tour? Sorry, Fitty. I have school tomorrow. You're right. The more you know, the further you go. And that's when to grow on. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Um, it was like an eight mile parody three years too late. Uh, I, was like, I was like, I don't, I think I'm going to do something else next week at eight. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm obsessed. I don't know. Uh, I think, I feel like the older I get, the, the thinner the line between me genuinely thinking something is funny and ironically <laughs> thinking something is funny. That line gets thinner and thinner every day yeah. of my life. Yeah. And uh, to the point where I'm just like, yeah, let me see that dated eight mile parody that Bart did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, don't, I mean, yeah, I guess he was just trying to like win back some street cred after do the Bart man. I got to reinvent <laughs> myself for these, these new edgier kids <laughs> by being a, Oh, a ten-year-old Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful, yeah. Tony. Do you have anything you want to plug while you're here? Sure. I'm. I'm a uh, a member of the um, marquee team at Kismet Improv uh, in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Yeah. Uh, as is Brian. Yep. Exposed. I guess there's that. You can uh, uh, doing doing shows uh, several great. times a month, um, Fridays and/or Saturday nights uh check out it's very fun doing yeah. shows again and it's very fun seeing shows yeah again. i um i i i haven't seen one yet i've just i've just been there to perform just to oh yeah but it's it's just a matter of uh timing on my end figuring out when it's a good night where i can tell my uh wife that i'm abandoning her and our children for a couple of hours yeah exactly um yeah so i would you know check them out on <laughs> on facebook and and all the places for show information and fantastic yeah. well i hope you enjoy the fact that uh the contract i made you sign for this episode it's actually signed in blood it's actually a demonic contract uh i'm the devil uh i'm dragging you to hell right now uh this is your punishment for the life oh no live. well if we don't finish the podcast you don't get to drag me to hell right so i'm i'm just, oh, just gonna no. leave the zoom window you open you found my only weakness <laughs> Now you're just gonna talk forever. <laughs> All right. Well, Tony has defeated me, the devil. Yep. And now <laughs> we're gonna start the next segment where I read God Emperor of Dune out loud as Marge Simpson. <laughs> and then when you finish, <laughs> you read it backwards. <laughs> yeah. 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 Who's bolt holding uh, space and time now? <laughs> well, uh, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, I'm the devil. Um, <laughs> At the top of next month, Brian will be back to host the uh, uh, regular human version of this podcast, which is less scary. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to this especially scary episode of this spooky Halloween podcast. And until next time, I was Satan. And don't call me serious. We're using it. I don't care. We're using it. Mm.